Hey guys, this is producer Micah. Uh, this upcoming episode, I didn't even edit. I didn't even listen to it. I just kind of decided it on a starting point, and I just put it together because I'm behind on editing, and I'm just a, just a bad guy. I'm just trying my best, guys. Just a guy trying his best. All right, enjoy. Scary hands, scary hands, scary hands, scary hands. They're coming to get me, oh no. Scary hands, I want them to get me, I need them to get me. Scary hands, scary hands, scary hands, scary hands, scary hands. Yeah, it's nice, but actually, uh, Saturday night, I went out by myself again, and, uh, with and I went out with a defined reason. I was like, "All right, gonna stay focused. I'm gonna meet friends. We're gonna have a good time, and like I'm gonna see if they want to come back and smoke some weed uh, at my place." I ended up meeting some friends, some dudes. There are like three, three guys. They like, uh, like you guys want to hang out? And they're like, "Sure." So we all went back to my place, smoked like a J. We're all chilling, and then like uh, it, was, it was a good time. I think I got a, I think I got a new crew of of. Uh, dudes i can hang out with if i wanted to that's awesome i'm proud yeah. of you the only thing is is that they were like 29 and they found out that i was 23 and like they felt very like they're just like oh god what are we doing just smoking weed with 23 year old and they're like hey what are you talking about we're having a good time don't <laughs> this age is just a number you know yeah that's what i said but no it was, it was actually it was it was a dope time that's cool. I mean, a lot of my sister's friends are all 32. I'm good friends with them. We hang out. That's what I was saying. As Mouseman would say, age is just a number. Yeah, well, that's because Mouseman likes fucking one-year-old mice. Yeah. Yeah. Here's a question. So if you, so let's say that, you know how there's the theory that if you, well, it's basically, it's the theory of relativity. So if you go towards a black hole, or let's say that you move at the speed of light, or have the potential to move faster than the speed of light, and you actually, since you're moving at the same speed of light, you're not going to progress in time as fast as people who aren't. So then mm-hmm. like, you're a 14. Wait, hold on, I'm getting confused. Then basically in Earth years, you could be 80 even though you were 20. Because even though you didn't experience time of 80 years, or in Earth time, on normal movement speed time, you can amount of time. So how does that relate to consent? Because this is all coming back to age of consent. <laughs> That's basically what I'm asking. <laughs> so can, can you have sex with someone whose mind is 80 years old but is in, stuck in the body of a 13-year-old? <coughs> well, no, it'd actually be a 13-year-old who still has the mind of a 13-year-old, but he's lived 80 Earth years, but he's only <laughs> experienced 14 years. Honestly, I... Th- I think if you've lived, I think you just need to gain experience to get gain consent. I think that's what the whole deal is. Okay, so it wouldn't work for this person's case. Yeah, I, I don't think that. I don't think that flies. But also, you could you, like on on Earth, they're like that's an eighty year eighty year old person. I think no. I think fuckable. 
but he hasn't actually lived 80 years. He's just been moving faster than years ago. So he doesn't actually experience those years. Yeah, but if you went back to their birthday, you're just like, oh, this person's 80 years considering Earth standards. So like that's where the law gets a little tricky. It's where the law and morality kind of intertwine. Yeah, right. So that is goes back to Mike saying that it's about experience because he hasn't actually... I mean, I guess he has experienced speed of light travel, which is pretty But he hasn't actually experienced... He's still only experienced the same amount as a 14-year-old. I'm going to go fuckable. I'm going to go fuck on this this one. <laughs> yeah, I don't really know, but who knows? It might be uh, something that people come across. That's yeah, I think that's going to be a big issue in the future. It's, not, it's, it's still an issue right now, but just not as big. Yeah. Now, we don't really come across it ever really um we might we might in our lifetime but who knows first you just have to figure out how we could go faster than the speed of light that's number one i just don't think it's possible for us to go travel at light speed doesn't uh doesn't mass have to become infinitesimally small yeah exactly there's no way there's no way to get the math right because photons have no mass but also, at the same time, math is just bullshit and kind of gay. Well, right. There are some things like um, some sort of travel where you could, you know, they always do this on the movies. They'll take a piece of, piece of paper and fold it in half, and they'll be like, wormholes, dude. <laughs> and then they'll like poke yeah. them. Uh, there's, a, there's a good book about that. It wasn't a good book. There was a book <laughs> traveled traveled through uh, time using wormholes. Yeah. So therefore, or if we get close to black holes... Because then actually, light is getting sucked in at a rate that's like logarithmic, I think, something like that. So then, therefore, you could be experiencing time differently because light will be moved, I think, slower or something like that. Well, uh, I think the thing about black holes is that gravity, the gravitational pull is accelerating quicker than light accelerates. So light can't escape the gravitational pull. Is the, is the thing. So, like, I guess that... So, technically, I guess, doesn't the gravity in a black hole move faster than the speed of light? I think so. Because then, technically, you're moving at... Yeah, fat, at... I don't think you'd be moving faster. I don't really know. What is, like, speed of light? Three gravity. point something times ten to the six? Eighth. Eighth? Yeah, and then gravity is 9.8 meters per second. But then just on black hole, yeah, just on Earth. So then, if you're in something where gravity becomes like infinite, then that acceleration could maybe go past speed of light, and that's why it sucks in light. But that could also bend light, right? Technically, I don't know because I don't really know. I know light exists as particles and waves, or electrons do at least. That goes into quantum theory. So if they could, you could actually create two different realities by, okay, this is, okay, I don't know. All right, so basically here's the, here's the thing. If you push electrons through one hole onto okay. like a piece of paper that could record the probability of where these electrons are going to go within this electron cloud, and then you split that hole into two separate holes, and you make nice. the electrons go through them. So basically this shows quantum theoretically that they travel as a particle and a wave 
previously is only thought as a wave. But then you're creating a separation of those two instances. It's the same electron cloud going through, but it's creating two separate actual physical realities because we see based off these things. So that's like the whole idea of multiverse theory and like separation of electron clouds to create alternate realities. So what if you could do this to yourself? You could be 14 years old. One of them goes through a black hole and the other one goes at the speed of light or faster. Could you fuck yourself? Ooh. Okay. Yes, but I don't. I think if you try to fuck yourself, you're you would get you would create another black hole, wouldn't you? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> second, <laughs> second, your your penis touches your your other body. You you would a uh, uh, black hole starts. You're right at point of contact. Isn't that how all black holes start? <laughs> yeah, I think I think so. It's just it's just time travelers trying to fuck themselves. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Right when they touch, it's like a black hole forms. What if that's actually the explanation? It's like every black hole out there is just a crazy time traveler trying to fuck himself. <laughs> <laughs> like that's the law. Fucking no snort. They all know the risk, but they're just they, they just can't help it. It's just human human nature. It's temptation just getting the best of us. <laughs> just destroying planets yeah uh, dude i was thinking about that last week about how what like what gravity is like we kind of just have a grasp of what it is but we can't really explain it that well yeah you we know? don't understand that we know that there's a force but we can't explain it super well other than mass attracts mass just like large things like to have other things around it is the best way to explain it does that sort of have to do with your like centripetal rotation as well? Like I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that much about gravity. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin one time fucked gravity. That's why he knows it so well. Yeah, we got intimate. But you just hang weights off your boner, right? Just like some light weights and you just let them dangle. Cock push-ups. Or do some cock push-ups. They'll teach you what it's all about. Physics too, baby. I this teacher that loved to juggle. And it's like his daily thing when we're learning about that type of physics. You just start juggling and it'll be like, simple physics. Yeah, it's pretty gay. That guy sucks. Yeah, he really did suck. And he juggled, and whenever he juggled, he'd like talk super fast because I think that's how his brain worked. <laughs> you know, like what he was talking about because he'd be like trying to explain, explain physics while he's juggling, and then he'll say simple physics a lot. But when he's explaining, it actually just goes faster and faster, and he keeps talking faster and faster, and then he'll fuck up and like drop a ball. Like, ah, gravity got me there. It's like, dude, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Stop juggling. But. Wrote my college recommendation. We're <laughs> <laughs> fucking dweeb. Definitely dweebish. Oh, uh, well, um, also another episode, guys, where Rick, Rick couldn't make it. By the way, the podcast has begun, in case you guys were wondering. 
Okay. Well, I, I fucking hope so. <laughs> 25 fucking minutes, Mike. Yeah. I'm definitely not going three hours tonight. God, no. Beat. Um, I had to tell you guys that I started a cult. I'm trying to get every woman in my office to join it. It's oh. a sex sex cult. The uh, the actress from Smallville just got caught in a sex cult. I know that's what inspired me. I feel like it's good that you're finding inspiration in things, Mike. So most cults yeah. do with, like sex and religion. Yeah, no, I'm just gonna use it to get all that pussy. Right, I think that's what most of them do, or get people to mass suicide. Yeah, so I have this whole thing like where, where the the world started, where God, uh, it was just God in the hand, and then the hand gave him a hand job, and he squirted his milk uh, over to the universe and everything, and then <laughs> the government, yeah, I'm the doesn't want you to hear this, Kev. What? That was the fucking government. They don't want to hear what Mikey has to say. Oh, Mike, you just completely broke out. <laughs> yeah, that was that was fucking crazy. I think the internet literally, or the government literally just stopped you there, Mike. Agents are, like, watching over us. One's named Randy, and he's just like, oh, shit, like, presses the space button. <laughs> yeah, like, that's a little too woke. <laughs> You're gonna have to, I don't know if it, happens, if it happens again, then we know some shit's going wrong. Oh, yeah. you guys want to hear the creation story again? Because it cut out. Too, yeah, cut out. off jerking off a uh, giant hand or something well it just started with the void and there was just the void and there was god and there was the hand and the hand slightly started tickling the balls of god and then grabbed him by the scrotum and made him made, milked him and uh that created all the stars in the sky um and then i was sent from the stars to collect the all the milk from the women of the world and to save everyone the god's a woman no, no, I'm here to collect all the women's milk. Oh, that's like your duty. Yeah, so I gotta knock them up and then suck the milk. Milk is in placenta? What are you talking about here? <laughs> Maybe you should get the milk before you knock them up, Mike. No, I'm gonna get it from, from recent, from women who have delivered babies. I drink the milk. Oh, they're titty milk. <laughs> yeah. That's why God sent me. Is that what you want? Suck a bunch of titty milk, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, that's what everyone wants, isn't it? Yeah. To have all the milk. Close. Well, sounds well, like either... you thought about. Thought, yeah, it, it sounds like a plan. It sounds like you thought about it. Thought about your goals and what you want to get out of it, and now all you need is just a plan to set it in motion. Yeah, I just want milk and ass. So what and preferably you- ass covered in milk. Ooh, what are you going to do to market this? Is it going to be like, it's gonna be like, hey, are you just going to put out some commercials or do it like... It's going to be word of mouth. Lecture videos online? It'll be word of mouth. I'll try to get the... Uh, convince just just hot girls. like, in, Or maybe I'll, maybe I'll start with ugly girls and then I'll work my way up. The cult ladder. It's like a uh, pyramid scheme. All you got to do is convince one person, and that person gets two people, and those two people get four people, and then next yeah. thing you know, you just got gallons and gallons of milk for whatever reason you want to do. Have do it. Yeah, that's like the end goal. 
Would you ever swim in a pool of milk? That'd be fun. Yeah. Be a good time. Have you ever swam in a pool of milk? No, but like it'll be like a nice refrigerated pool. That's like just a little like it's it's kind of like warm milk, but it's not too warm. And it's it's just a, it's not chilled. It's like some warm milk, but it's not like curdling or anything. Like it's again stinky. It's like fresh warm milk. Oh, here's huh. my Mike. Since this is obviously all, like you're just making up like all cool leaders, you could bring in the fact that you need to climb the rungs of attractiveness of girls and call it Jacob's Ladder. And that's like the breach from earth to heaven. It's built between... Uh, that like just brings it all together. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a good idea. I'll incorporate that. Yeah, just the more milk. Is it, Am I going for looks or milk? I don't know. I guess that's kind of up to me, right? Yeah, it's kind of your, your thing. Don't, 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 don't try to recruit me, Mike, or brainwash me. I'm, but you guys could join my cult and be leaders with it, with me. I got my own thing. I got a garden, so I'm a little busy, so can't really commit to anything else right now. I'm sure Kevin can. No, no, I'm playing Zelda right now. Oh, that's actually a huge commitment. Yeah. Yeah. Is it fucking cool? Dope as fuck. Breath of the Wild is like the best game to come out in years. Yeah, that's what I'm playing. I was just playing it right before. My little portable electronics. Oh, I'm looking to buy... Um, I'm going to buy some drugs on the dark web. Actually... Kevin, I missed what you said. I might be interested. I'll talk to you later about that. Yeah, okay. Uh, non supporting device. <laughs> I may or may not. Probably not, but... Yeah, or I may or may not do, do Okay, not. I see. It's all about the milk, you know what I say? It's all about the milk. All about it. You could create... I think a good way to market your cult text is by creating viral hit songs that just give you, like, um, subliminal, subliminal, subliminal messages. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't get that word out of it. Shake those titties, drink that milk. Shake those titties, squeeze that milk. I <laughs> did <laughs> a beat earlier. Oh, I wonder if I have it. I made a house song. <laughs> you made a house song? That's so bad, but it's good. I'll see if I could... Yeah, you should bring it up. Kevin, you should definitely just become a, a house DJ and let us be your posse. That'd be fucking cool. Tell me if you guys could hear this. Oh, yeah. Alright, cool. Let's check it out. Oh, wait. It's not a loop. I'll make it off loop. There it goes. Break 
Kevin, you got to do more of that. That was good. I like I like how at the beginning there's no real rhythm, so you're just kind of <laughs> stuck dancing to nothing, kind of. It's me as shit, bro. <laughs> it's cool on this on the new like Apple things. You know how they have that little like strip at the top that's like a touchscreen. Yeah. So you could like pull up a piano keyboard on that, and that's how I did like the really loud part in the middle. Of it. I was like, bleh. It's like played random shit on that. Oh shit, that's awesome. I didn't know that. You could add, like, if you pull up, like, a drum kit, like, there's little pads that you hit that are different parts of the drum. Kind of interesting. Hmm. It doesn't work very well because it's hard to hit the little buttons, you know? Well, Kevin, you should become a DJ so that I can follow you around and collect all the milk. Well, it's funny because I could just pull up, like, pre. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. But, um, basically, made like tracks that you just kind of looped together i think that's just all that house is you know it's just that sounds about right (laughs) i've been listening to a lot of drum and bass it's been weird i've had a weird week i just heard a child scream outside kevin right is everything all right? No, I heard like a, a really loud scream from a child, but then I heard their little kids talking outside. So I think Do you just have like kids hang out around your house? Yeah, my one of my neighbors is a family. Two young, two young children. See, the only time I was ever at your house was possibly one of the worst mornings of my life. Yeah. Yeah, that's that? top ten. Day after St. Patrick's Day. That Sunday was one of the... I've never felt worse. Yeah, but you know you had a good time. Oh, I had a great Saturday. Yeah. Hmm. What? Uh, Ah, yeah, whatever. Okay. What do you think about uh, what Kanye West is doing? <laughs> I think it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I don't really, I don't, I don't follow like, I don't, I don't have Twitter, so I don't like follow everything he's doing. But I, I like, I like his response to uh, John Legend. I think that's like an all-time response that you can give to that. What do you say? I don't have a Twitter either. Oh, well, I just saw this, like, on an article. Here, let me try to find it. Uh, yeah, so, like, Kanye took a screenshot of their conversation. Like, this is after, like, the first, like, after he gave, like, the Dragon Energy tweet about how he likes Trump and stuff. Yeah. And he's like, you don't have to respect him, but, like, still, like, it's actually, you know, pretty sound. He's like, yeah, you're, if you're an individual free thinker, don't feel guilty about, like, liking someone or, like, liking uh, someone's style. And then John Legend, this little pussy, just uh, texts uh, text Kanye. He, he's like, hey, it's JL. I hope, uh, I hope you'll reconsider aligning yourself with Trump. You're way too powerful and influential to endorse who he is and what he stands for. Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, so many people love you and feel betrayed right now because they know how harmful Trump's policies are, especially people of color. Don't let this be a part of your legacy. You're the greatest artist of our generation. And then Kanye just comes back and he's like, 
I love you, John. I appreciate your, your thoughts. You bring up my fans or my legacy as a tactic based on fear used to manipulate my free thought. And that's it. Dude, that's seriously it. That's why everyone's so it's afraid. Fucking all, yeah. Like, because people like John Legend will do that to people that speak out. So then they'll be like, oh, wait, wait, wait. I was just kidding about my last tweet. Uh, it's all fine. I was just kidding. <laughs> you know? But yeah. that's like everyone in that sort of like Hollywood space slash music industry space, like could be manipulated by that to the fullest. Yeah, but Kanye was like, I'm, I can see right through your bullshit, John Lennon, like, legend. Like, I don't give a shit about, like, people or, like, influential. What the fuck was that, Mike? What the fuck, Mike? Sorry. Berg, keep going. You have a clone of me over there? Did you clone what? me, Mike? Did you clone me? I didn't clone you, no. Yeah, what was that then? That wasn't the clone version of me. It did sound awful out like for Whoa. Yeah. Stop that. Stop. 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 Where are you doing? It wasn't good, right? Fuck you, Mike. Well, I'm watching. Mike, I'm watching you now. Like, next time we hang out, you're definitely not going to get close to any hair samples or <laughs> skin cells. It's right behind this wall. Uh, get out of here. You fucking. It's like cold cold milk motherfucker. Yeah, I've been milking the Burt clone for weeks. <laughs> oh, God. Um, but, yeah. No, I thought that was, like, the, the dopest response to John Legend. He's like, John, like, I don't give a shit. Like, let me be a free, free-thinking free human. I like what, actually, John Legend had a reply. Like, he kept on, <laughs> texted Kanye back and was like, well, if you're going to post screenshots, at least uh, post that I had a new single coming out. Yeah. <laughs> that text was hilarious. Yeah. It's, it's, like, no matter what it is. Like, I like what Kanye did, but also it is really good for marketing because today he came out with a song called, like, Kanye versus the People, which was obviously recorded, like, long, I'd imagine was recorded long before he sent those tweets out. So it's like, okay, I'm going to send these tweets out, and then I'm going to have the song come out three days after called Kanye versus the People, or whatever it was. It's like, yay versus the People. It's really smart because then people are like, Did you hear the one where he like rhymed poop with poop like three times? It's like scoopity poop, scoopity doopity poop. There was one song where he he said, uh, You ain't got shit, it's just diarrhea. I'm like, That doesn't even make sense. Or something like that. No, I completely interrupt me with uh, what's his name? You ain't got shit, it's just diarrhea. That's. I can I can get down with that lyric. That means like, because like shit shit you can hold in your hands. You can physically hold shit. Like you can you got something. Like I got I got some shit. If it's diarrhea, that's like we can write through your fingers. You can't hold diarrhea. You know. Yeah, it was uh, with Kid Cudi. I forget what the exact lyric is. So. I, Wait, it, did Kanye it, drop his new album with Kid Cudi? No, no, no. This is a long time ago. Oh, okay, because he's. Him and him, dude. Kanye's dropping some mad, like you know, he's been wor- he's been like living in Wyoming the last like Wyoming or Ma- Montana, Montana for like the last like year. Kanye? No, yeah. he was actually he just traveled to Jackson. He was actually there at the same time that I was there just recently. He like just traveled there for a few weeks. It was like maybe a month actually, but yeah, he was in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. It was pretty. Yeah, like, he's, while, dude, while he was there, he got there so. 
He's yes. he's about to put out some shit this year. Like he's yes. got an album like where it's him, uh, him and Kid Cudi album, which is dope. dope. And then I think he's producing a Nas album, but like that's highly suspect. Like people don't actually believe that that's going to drop. And then I forget. I think he's doing like a couple other more projects that are dropping. Oh, I about that. Uh... I lied about that lyric, actually. Actually, maybe that's what he's... So, the whole verse starts about saying, I'm easy, she says, hi, I'm Aria. And then she, like, he keeps bringing up this person, Aria. And then the last line is, I couldn't get my shit out anyway. I, I hope you die, Aria. Like, D-I-E space Aria, a name. But I always thought, I couldn't get my shit out anyway. I hope you got diarrhea or something like that. <laughs> yeah. That's from Dark Fantasy, right? It's from Erase Me. Yeah, of Dark Fantasy. Oh, yeah, that's from Erase Me. That's right. Oh, shit. You're right. That's a Cuddy song. Yeah. Produced by Kanye West. That's a good song. Yeah, the collab. I'm not a huge... Uh, I don't know a lot, whole lot about rap. I like, uh, I like that song. I, do, I fucking love... Like, some of my... Probably, like... Two out of my like top ten favorite rap songs are like Kid Cudi and Kanye West. Like when they like Gorgeous and Erase Me are like it's two of my favorite songs. Kanye West is probably one of the best rappers of our generation. I think he's the best of all time. And I don't think it's close. I don't really know. I think he's the go like I don't like I give respect to the past rappers. But I think Kanye is number one. I think he's GOAT. I could give a good opinion. It's not my favorite, but he's up there. But I think he's the best. I'm going to grab another beer. But wish me luck on this journey. Yeah, I'm going to have a go have a wee. Oh, entertain the crowd, Berg. <laughs> I was going to leave. Let's cut this out. I can stay. Nah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna leave. I I was gonna grab another beer and maybe take a shot. I'm just a man, he's just a man, he's just a man, I'm just a man with scary hands. Don't be afraid, they won't harm you. I just want to terrify and scare you in the night. Scary hands, scary hands. I'm back. I see that. Kev. What? You should see the new Avengers movie. It's dope. Yeah, I, I dude, I oh my god. Now this little mic. Twice in a row, I tried to talk into the beer. You think it's the mic? Then I went back to the mic. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> funny. Fucking idiot. And then you asked me a question. Get it again. Anyways, no, I want to see it. I just haven't really. Dude, I, I don't really. About it. I honestly hate going to the movie theaters. I'm not a fan of it. 
Yeah, I went. I went to the movies by by myself last night, but um, it was actually dope. When I was buying my ticket, it was from like one of those kiosk things, and it was uh, it's starting. It was starting at ten, and I showed up like at ten o five, and um, this dude just this 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 dude just walked up next to me, and I was like, "Yo, you seen Infinity War?" He's like, "Yeah." I'm like, "You by yourself?" He's like, "Yeah." I'm like, "You want to sit next to each other?" So uh, it was a good weekend for me meeting friends because this guy was tight. His name was Buddy. <laughs> <laughs> a black dude who had a, like a family he was a cool dude and we just like sat and just talked to marvel for the previews and stuff and then hung out a little bit afterwards Bro, like, you're was, really killing it i go to friends this weekend bold I, I that's awesome that you uh have the balls to do that i'm uh i'm a little shy with that shit so i would never like imagine well anything. i i grew a mustache and like i think I think that's has a lot to do with it. I don't think you can have shame. There's no such thing as shame when you have a mustache. Oh wait, so my my, my mustache. What? What part? I was just saying, there's power that comes with a mustache. It's weird. Maybe it's just in my head. No, I think you. I think you got some power. Yeah. Yeah. So um. I'm finally getting a mustache. Like, I've always had this fucking whack-ass, like, neck beard. So yeah. I'm growing a little bit more, I'm getting, like, more of a mustache. And there's this one fucking hair on the left side of my face. I just shaved today because it's so crazy. So there's this one hair. I mean, they're getting longer, but there's this one hair that's significantly longer than the other ones. And it always grows faster than the other ones. But it's not... It's like one of the few ones on the corner that isn't dark. It's still like light. I don't get it. It's weird. But it sort of like turns and hangs in my mouth. So I was realizing all day at work today, I'm just staying there like playing with it with my tongue and shit and like looking like a complete idiot. <laughs> like that. Like just <laughs> doing shit with it. I notice people look at me. I'm just my mouth like is like sideways, like just getting this. Like it's fucking weird. So I had to shave. I was basically doing that, Mike. Yeah. I just had to shave it off because I'm like, dude, I feel like an idiot. And it's happened multiple times. Just whenever it grows longer, that one's just always longer and it curls into my mouth. <laughs> I found a hair that um, is about three to four times longer than any hair I have on my body. And it was like, I was taking a dump and I was like, you know, uh, like, taking a piss like after i was done with the dump like you know still sitting down and i was sometimes i stand up and like cut my poop in half it's called a lumberjack but um usually i just stay seated and um like the, the long ass hair was kind of like wrapped around my dick and i just like kind of pulled it and i was like oh and it was like literally like about like a foot long like yeah. 12 inches of hair and i was like where did this did not come from my body and was it still attached to you no, it wasn't attached. It was never attached to me. It was just on my dick. Oh, I've had that sort of happen to me before. It's like a long hair. You're just like, wait, where the fuck is? But that yeah. actually happens. Like you have a girlfriend though. Like you probably have like long hair like all over your bed and shit. Like, yeah, I guess it's true. Yeah, like I don't. I don't have. I don't have girls spend the night here. Hmm. <laughs> Weird. Is a thing too where. Sometimes, I forget what it's called, it's not like a condition or anything, it's just something weird and abnormal that happens, but people will, like, find a hair that doesn't look like theirs, because, like, let's say that they have brown hair, 
and they'll see like a blonde hair on them and like start pulling it, but it's actually attached to them. It's like a foot long. It's actually a thing where the hair has like unrestricted growth and just grows and grows really fast. It could happen. Huh. I think people are talking. I forget when I learned about it, but it could happen in like a matter of two days. So you don't notice it until you like see it and you grab it. You're like, wait, what the fuck? This is still attached to me. Do you think something like that might be ingrown for a really long time and then just uh, comes out? I think how gross that would be, like popping out. You know, ingrowns. It's disgusting. I yeah. think it's something that. I mean, maybe. I guess I don't really know. Like, you know how ingrown hairs, like, if you pop them, like, it's pretty, like, I don't know. It gets, like, infected and shit. Like, this just occurs and it looks completely normal. It's just a weird blonde hair on you. <laughs> I forget what it's called, but something weird. That's a good look, Bert. Thanks, Mike. Put up real high. Like a Johnny Bravo look. Yeah, I don't get how my hair gets so greasy. Like, I don't. I'm sweat during the day. Yeah. I guess the viewers are wondering, we're all trying to make our hair really tall. No, I'm trying, I'm turning mine into kind of a little visor look, like how everyone looked in the 90s, early 2000s. That was a cool time because you could have visor hair and a visor. Yeah, and you could pop your collar up. Oh, my God. A lot simpler, too. We're like oversized baggy shirts with that were fuzzy. Polos. Lots of polos. Yeah. Do you, you guys think that the internet was kind of like a uh, Pandora's box effect where, like, we just opened up the world to, like, this, this free range of new information and ideologies to just kind of be born online and just spread like wildfire and, like, everything. Like, we're on this path of... Um, Destruction. Yeah, because unfortunately, it made a lot of people not realize believe that. Well, first off, there is a lot of really unintelligent people, and it gives all those unintelligent people the power to say something that doesn't make any sense intellectually. So what's happening is that the people who are too lazy to actually learn about shit, just listening to these stupid people online talk about shit. And they end up believing it, and then they get into this sort of like positive feedback loop of confirmation bias. And uh, yeah, I yes. think leading us to destruction. Yeah, I, I was think- actually going to say it. It seems like it makes people who shouldn't have a voice, it gives them a voice. Especially people who are too big of pussies to say something in public, they can say something online and have a real impact that yeah. they would never say normally in real life. Yeah, well, I think what the internet really did was just give like a marginalized the marginalized minority of Americans like a voice that just what could be heard in the mainstream media, and I think the the strongest evidence is how America went from all boobs, like it was a boob country, it was built on boobs, and then now we're pretty much a full full ass country. Yeah, I that's, think and that was due to uh, you know like you can you can give that up to like the the African American rapping community and the gay community just kind of having like a larger platform online and spreading the the glorious message message that is ass and kind of take take back the uh, the straight white male gaze of just boobs like it was just boobs like in the eighties and nineties all about big fake tits and now it's about all big fake asses. 
Yeah. That and, like, eating ass and, like, every girl likes to be choked these days. Like, 10 years ago, 10, 15 <laughs> years ago, like, you only heard about choking, like, in hardcore fucking porn. And now it's like every girl's like, choke me. Yeah. That is strange. Like, I think that's uh, that, that really speaks to, like, that wouldn't exist if it wasn't for the internet. And that's kind of where I get my theory of, like, we got this Pandora's box and it's already let out ass eating and choking. Like, what's next? You know, like, it's can we yeah. stop? snow? can we stop this snowball or are we just going to just let it hit us and we're going to roll down the mountain together? Well, I think I'm, uh, a, I'm all for that. I'm not saying this is a bad thing, too. I'm all about the madness. I love where this country's going. Like, and uh, this, this, new wave i think uh i think we're just in a positive feedback loop where hardcore porn's just gonna have to get it's gonna keep on like making sex just more intense until we're all just like fucking tasing each other's balls just to come yeah pandora's box dude it's open we just need something more hardcore more hardcore and it's just gonna invade our real life it's either that or we need jesus in our lives well, I mean, I think there are some good. And the internet's things. not a big fan of Jesus, but also a lot of very bad things. You'll, you'll get bod- Jesus gets bodied on the internet. I think the internet is probably like the uh, probably the most unstoppable force in the universe. Like honestly, yeah, it's pretty intense. It makes me sometimes pretty sad, but also sometimes like- happy. The internet will always stay undefeated. There's not one person that can beat the internet, except maybe Kanye. Yeah. Well, that stemmed from, like, a bunch of internet people that are just fucking insanely intelligent. They kind of broke down the uh, the walls of what people thought were normal to believe in. And these are people like... Like, like Jordan Peterson's a really good example of one of them. He's the one that's just like, yo, all this shit is fucking whack. Just, like, think about it for a second. It's like, okay. You know, I think that, uh, so there are going to be those outliers, like, and they're the, they're the dark web of the internet intellectually. You know, they're, they're, like, restricted, but a lot of people get to it. And they're the ones that are like, yo, don't eat ass necessarily, unless if you're really into it. Don't feel indulged to that one. I feel like eating ass should be special. Like, that's something you do with a special girl. Be a special moment. Yeah. You say something you do porta potty. Yeah, you don't you don't eat any girl's ass. You eat her you eat her ass, you know? Well, especially because you could get E. coli. It's like, would you want to get some random person's E. coli? <laughs> <laughs> like a bunch of pink eye. <laughs> or any of those diseases. Comes from the massive stream of bacteria that comes out of one's asshole. We are just, just big, big old germ boxes. Yeah, that shit just flows out of your colon. People are just. Vaginas have a lot of bacteria, but ge- rel- it's generally good. Yeah, usually they're just like, what are those ones called that they like, acidify and just keep things like, all right, we're going to stay in this normal level here. Well, what a bummer it is that Munch and Box leads to uh, throat cancer. What? Yeah, eating, eating pussy leads to throat cancer. Allegedly. It's uh, Michael, Michael Fox, Michael J. Fox. 
All I did was smoke cigars and eat puss and eat uh, eat, uh who was his who's his wife? Ex wife. That probably smoking the cigars did it rather than eating the pussy. And who is doing longitudinal studies on how much pussy you eat compared to how much throat cancer you have? Like how who is who's taking what's the population of the study? You know? I guess maybe it's possible though. I don't know, like, maybe this is a rumor that we need to spread oh. so it, Michael Douglas. It's not Michael J. Fox, it's Michael Douglas that Yeah. Just say it, uh... If eating box does that, what does sucking dick do? Yeah, no, I think I think you just ate Gwyneth Paltrow's box and got throat cancer. I don't know if I'm making this up, but, like, I think, yeah, that's a thing. Doesn't he have Lou Gehrig's? I thought he had Lou Gehrig's disease. No, that's, that's Michael J. Fox, but, uh... Oh. Michael Douglas... I think he got like some form of throat cancer from eating too much, uh, too much, uh, vagine, which, you know, there's just, there's the world's not a safe place. Like you gotta do, you know, you can't just live in a glass bubble. You gotta live a little, gotta eat some box. Yeah. I mean, vitamin D gives you cancer too. Yeah. So does tobacco. But like, you don't see any of us going going slow on tobacco because of it. Yeah, so does yourself. Yourself gives you cancer a lot too. Yeah, like if your body didn't exist, you would have a zero percent chance of getting cancer. Exactly, and you have a mutated cell in your body, which is a part of yourself. Might yeah. Have. Blame uh, myos or mitosis. Yeah. Blame it on the ADD too. Yeah. Yo, you guys listen to Shapiro pretty much every day, right? His podcast? No. I do. Oh. Dude, what do you think about that case that's going on in uh, London right now? Or it's, it's not London. I think it's northern Northern England. Uh, the child? Newcastle. Is it up in Newcastle? I don't know. Is it? Are you talking about the child, Alfie? Or yeah, what? Alfie, the little baby. I think I pretty much fully agree with Shapiro on that. I think it's fucking crazy. Can we get yeah. some? feedback can background information um yeah basically it's there's this baby who has some sort of unknown he doesn't have a diagnosis for this degenerative brain disease that he has he's less than two years old i think yeah he's 23 months uh he only has 30 percent of his brain capacity and um his parents wanted to take him out of the hospital and go to italy to do experimental trials but the British government stepped in and said, no, we're going to take the baby off of life support and let him die in this hospital. And, like, their thing is, like, he's going to die with dignity. Yeah. It's like and a thing that, that they keep on saying. And Shapiro keeps on tearing that apart. He's like, how does a baby, like, have dignity? Dignity's not, like, a universal thing that you can you can just point to someone and say, oh, that person has dignity and that person doesn't. It's, like, a very independent individual thing that you kind of form throughout your whole entire life. Like it's more of just a personal state of mind. Like uh, see what his position is, is you could argue that you're the baby suffering and has no way of saying that I don't want this treatment anymore. But since it's a baby, it should be up to the parents and the baby has been fighting to live or fought to live without life support support for multiple days and ended up dying today. And Italy tried to fly a plane to 
Britain just for this kid to go to hospitals in Italy and they were going to pay for all the treatment, but the Brit- the British government said no and didn't let him leave. And the baby died today. Wow. Yeah. The baby mouth to mouth. That's like fucked up and keep him. Alive. Yeah. Like that, the, like they took him off life support and he lived for like three days and like the dad was giving the baby like mouth to mouth and stuff. Jesus Christ. For the most part, the baby was living on its own, like breathing on its own and stuff. And like, Maybe it's fighting. That's like that's what's crazy. Yeah. Really so it, was, it was like kind of a new argument of you know like there's that just classic gray area of life again. Like where does euthanasia reasonable and, the state come in to be able to say anything about how you do your own fucking how you treat your child's health? Right? Oh, that's dude. That it scared the shit out of me. I'm like, dude, Britain like first Count Dankula, They don't have freedom of speech anymore, and now they're fucking killing babies. Now their healthcare system's all fucked up. Like that—that that seemed way too. That's that sound that that sounded like like uh, evasion of like personal rights, in my opinion. The thing is, that's the whole opening of Pandora's box. That's such an issue because if you start leaving it up to the government, then they have the say, not you. And then that kind of crosses that gray area of like what is right, or like then it leaves it up to them to say what is right. And a lot of the times. What is right for them has to do with money. So then they yeah. might not make the right decisions. They might not make the decision that will actually potentially like. There's a chance. There's a very large chance that the baby won't survive. But why not at least try if the parents were willing to pay for it, or if Italy was willing to pay for it? Yeah, I understand if it was like for some reason the government had to pay for it. But I mean, I understand the the argument that like you don't want this child to just be like barely holding on like a vegetable it's for in its entire existence or something like that but at the same time like if a parent's willing to do it and that child's that young i don't yeah. see any reason why the government should intervene Plus, let's say that's what work. i was thinking too like Remember uh, two years old yeah it's 23 months yeah probably not like if it did work let's just say it did the kid wouldn't have remembered it happening anyway. It wouldn't have remembered all the trauma that he went through. There might be obviously it was a degenerative brain disease. He probably wouldn't have full brain function in the first place. Mm. But still, the idea of like let's say it did work, a miracle happens, he lives, everything's fine. He wouldn't have remembered anyways. You know, it's like okay, so that's where you draw the line of like what is actually having like dying with dignity. What is and then it? at that point, you're right. Like you're you're like ten steps away from like being like. Let's just murder everyone who, or like, let's kill all babies that are autistic or have Down syndrome. Like, let's just put them out of our misery right away. And let's, then why not the old people next? Right. And like, who, who says what misery is? Well, the government would, but how do they know what misery is? Or yeah. that goes into a lot of that shit, like the whole hate speech shit that's going on in Canada right now. Like, who defines hate? I could say that something's hateful. That's the glory of Mouse Man. <laughs> The mouse man is just like, yo, all you guys are hateful. Fuck you. <laughs> but in that instance, you got to come together as a society. And um, like how I view society is it's uh, just a group of people just coming together and kind of forming their like one one person with like like everybody combining into one normal person. So you just take the mean of all people. And that's where you try to draw the line of society in that instance. But dude, like. Though, I I this 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 British or this Britain thing got like my mind and uh, 
I don't know, weird place because I, I don't think a government, they definitely overstepped the line of being a government. Right. Like a government should, depending on where you stand on like public health care and stuff, but like if you do have public health care, yeah, it's, it's the government's duty to supply health care um, if you pay your taxes and, you know, that's what you choose to do as a society. But on an individual personal basis, you have the uh, individual right to deny that health care if you want. Right. And that would be ideal. Be forced, you should be forced to take health care or not take it in any instance. You should always have that ch- that choice. And I think that's where um, things got fucked up. But I definitely kind of want to read in more into it because I don't, I don't think Shapiro really gets into the full whole thing because there's just no way that they force this family to keep their baby in the hospital without like they're holding them ransom pretty much no i mean it's it's from like the the facts that i know right now like it sounds highly illegal i've heard a lot of well it's not when it comes down to the government's like um if it comes down to their say in the long run which a hospital would be in that particular instance then it is so up to them because it's it's backed by them like it's their it's their business you know at that point so i mean i i listen to multiple different like sources that range from people like ben shapiro to people that are kind of more in the middle and kind of have like more of an openness to it and it's kind of like all right that doesn't really make any sense so there might be something deeper that's actually happening that isn't being like, like told and like we're just, you know, in the United States not getting the full story. But based on like the four different people that I've heard from, which obviously isn't a lot, but that's they all kind of the same idea, even though they range with their views politically. Yeah. Well, I just think it's like if how, how can they stop a family from taking their baby from the hospital and transferring it to like a different hospital? Because they're saying that the baby's dying from dignity. That's that's their definition. They're saying that the baby's suffering. Their definition of suffering is this. Therefore, it is our right to take your baby so he could die so he's not suffering anymore. You know? Ooh, oh, if that's, that's very dangerous. Extremely dangerous. And that's the whole thing. Extremely dangerous. Holy shit. Higher fucking thing. Yeah. They're going to start guillotining all of us pretty soon. Anyone who thinks differently. Yeah. It's crazy. It seems like... History is just uh, very uh, circular. <laughs> yes, it is. I forget what, there's a famous historian who, who says, like, humans are innate to uh, never to be able to learn from the past, so we're always destined to recreate our failures because we're too afraid to look in the past um, at, our, at our failures and our flaws and our uh, missteps. Because we're afraid, you know, to uh, to realize like who we were, and we don't we don't really, uh, and and if we're afraid to look at it, like we we we're incapable of learning from our mistakes, and thus we're destined to make them make them again. I think that's true. That's true. Those uh... I, I think about it like if I black out in a night, and I don't know what I did the night before, I don't really want to find out what I did. I just look myself in the mirror. I'm like, ooh, let's not figure out, let's not play detective and find out what I did. Like, let's just move forward. So then I'm destined to recreate my blackout drunken debauchery. Well, also, like, um, you're gonna gener- you're gonna tend to leave that for the next generation to figure out any problems. 
Like you're not you're not going to be like, oh, we need to make a sacrifice now to prevent something from happening in the future. You're just like, yeah, we'll just push that one off. Let the kids deal with it. Yeah, and then we have like uh, we just have this gaze of this uh, this view of like we're not we just kind of pick and choose the history that we want to learn from instead of actually digging deeper and learning like actual things like. What I did recently, just mainly because there's like some good documentaries on Netflix, was I was trying to, uh, I was getting into like World War II and like Nazi Germany and uh, stuff like that. And like something that they don't teach you in like history classes is why Germany and Hitler were so anti-Semitic at that moment. Like they just tell you like they were, and it's just like just because they were because they're crazy. And it's like yeah, given like there's some crazy ideologies that like influence them but like where did those ideologies come from like where did that stem from so like and that's a a dangerous part of history that you are digging into but i think it's necessary to know those so you know what it looks like so it doesn't happen again dude i mean i'm telling you i know mikey's right the gulag archipelago i was reading earlier today this is like it should be a history book because it's this dude who went to the gulags and it like the first chapter is, is the one I read today. I just started it like for the actual legit part. I read the first and second chapter. It's like the actual arrest. Like he goes into the arrest of what was going on in this fucking socialist fascist country that was the Soviet Union. And like the arrest process is insane, but also it's scary because you kind of like see it sort of happening in other places. It's like, and that's why 1984, 1984 by George Orwell was written sort of the same idea of thought police. Like, that was just a sort of futuristic, dystopian version of it. Where, But that's what was happening in this place. There were police that would fuck you over because you were friends with an enemy. You were friends with a Ukrainian, so therefore you went to jail, even though you're part of the military. And then you got shot in the head. You know? Yeah, they, they took the prisoners, the people, the Russians who got captured in the beginning of the war... They took them like they were prisoners of war in the in Germany, um, living on scraps. Like so many of them died, and then when the Russians came and freed them, Stalin sent them straight to the prison camps because they had seen the West and they couldn't be allowed to share what they saw. Yeah. And they were enemies of the state because they because Stalin didn't trust anyone, and they all just got murdered. It's funny because the cycle of history almost happens per century in some sort of way. I mean, it goes back all the way to like the Huns and shit. With like, uh, well, that's kind of a different story, but it, you know, like it kind of goes by century, which is almost what you'd expect to be like a lifespan of a person. So it's almost like history repeats itself every time a generation dies. So then what happened to that generation is forgotten. Yeah. Just like, uh, have you like the phrase in living memory, which is like the craziest thing to me. It's like, this has not happened in living memory, meaning no one is alive who has seen something like this happen. And pretty soon, all of our World War II vets are going to be dead. And we will have no living memory of how horrible that situation was. But that, that this kind of all wraps back up to... This is why I kind of like what Kanye said, because it's like things were going on a certain way for a lot of influential, influential people. So a lot of people listen to me, even though that they're just artists. you know. But it's kind of fun to see... I mean, I think... Kanye, I mean, maybe he's really smart. Maybe he's a complete idiot who thinks that George Bush doesn't care about black people. Remember that? Uh, yeah. 
<laughs> uh, Mike Myers. Yeah, Mike Myers' face on that it was priceless. <laughs> but I don't know. I, it is interesting that it is. Yeah, in living memory. That's basically. I didn't realize that that was. I didn't really connect with that. I was like, like Kanye was like mid sentence, and you could tell like he was just like, should I fucking say it? And then he was like, ah, fuck it. And then he just goes straight face, stone cold, <laughs> stares right in the camera. Mike Myers just goes, uh, what? And then boom. Hmm. George Bush does not care about black people. <laughs> oh. It's whack. Yeah, that's why I like. Uh, that's why I want America to. I, li- I like how much guns we have. I just bought five hundred rounds of ammunition. I'm not. I'm not a. That, that's good, Mike. Getting ready to go to work tomorrow. Oh, whoa. What? You gotta be careful, Mike. <laughs> yeah, Mike, come on, dude. Dude, every every episode you got you get one and they keep on progressing into crazier and crazier. <laughs> like that's fine. Right. I cut that out if you post that anywhere though. What let's oh, let's end this. Let's <laughs> We ended this we ended this before you said that. Okay. All right, I'll just cut it out. Yeah, you should probably yeah. cut that out. Just Actually, cut that out. We don't my need that. My hot takes have been getting way hotter. They've been That's way not hotter. even a hot take, though, Mike. <laughs> that you gotta, like, if you're calling that a hot take, you got to reevaluate what a take is. But we're just called getting fired. You're we're, right. So that's also called getting fucking arrested. <laughs> yeah, that's... Don't, like, don't. No joke. But um, what we were just talking about was a hot take. Like, talking about... Oh, yeah, that's a hot take, Mike. Uh, that shit probably not. That's a that's not, you just said. That's not a hot take at all. That's I ain't know this. That's don't, Mike. Are you all right? Yeah, I'm fine. Oh, oh. oh God. Jeez. Have my hot takes been getting too hot though lately? No, that's not a hot take, Mike. That's I know, not but a like take, in, though. in the last few episodes. No, no, no! I'm totally. Oh fine. no, your takes are your takes are fine. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah threatening to do that is not no, a good thing to say. Yeah, because that that makes me that makes me feel bad saying like I like how well Americans are armed. And my argument is like, like if I ever talk to someone from like Canada or like Europe that like will just mention like, oh, Americans, you guys love guns. And it's like, yeah, I like. I like to have guns because I don't I don't trust the government. That's great that you guys can trust your government and like you guys believe in them, but like I don't trust a single government because I just know just a base knowledge of history. Just think and, about like, it. my thing. My big thing is like I just have a, a, a like a quote. It's like the thing that they don't tell you is that when they come for you, they don't tell you. Right. I mean, think about it. If the reason why our founding fathers put that. I am totally for the Second Amendment. I think that that should be 100% allowed. Because, well, first off, what happened in Toronto, some dude just ran over a bunch of people with cars, so we should ban vans, right? I mean, that's sort of like a, a very extreme view of it and kind of pointless, but it's funny. It's not that people got run over, but it's a funny argument. Like, okay, ban vans. But the reason why the Second Amendment was put in place was because the reason why America was founded was dissociating from a, potent, a potential government like the government in Britain and leaving that, like, that is the whole, that is history. That is what happened. That is why America was formed. 
Yeah, it's about the, it's about it's uh, like America's all about power or the balance of power. Like everything is trying is like yin and yang. Like we want a government that can peacefully uh, rule its people, but you want a people that can rise up against the government that doesn't speak for the people. Yeah, the people shouldn't fear the government. The government should fear the people because the people are majority. Yeah, and that is how it should be balanced out. The government needs to be tending to the people, not yeah. Fucking, uh, what's it called? Like herding the people, like sheep. Yeah, and you can tell me all day that we're getting more advanced as like a human society, and that like, um, you know, we could we could trust tr- we can start to trust our government more and more. And I'm like, that's nice, but like, I still want guns. Like, I, I don't want to be the 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 group of people that doesn't have guns and that my government does. Like, at the end mm-hmm. of the day, that's not going to lead to anything good. Well, I mean, look at. If you disagree with your government, they're going to say, oh, you disagree with us? Well, like, we got guns. Yeah. Well, look and what's going on in Britain. There and you're just like, well, like, I wish you didn't. And, like, you know, hopefully democ- democracy will just, like, won't fail. But, like, I mean, it's, case it does. it's not only look at Britain, Sweden, Canada, just anywhere in the UK. It's also look at what happened in Rome. Look at what happened in Greece. Like, all those things have occurred. Look at what happened in in the Soviet Union. Look what happened in Germany. All those South things. Africa. Yeah, I'm, wait, what? What about South Africa? Oh, it's turning into a, a hellhole. Oh, well, now it is. But I was just talking about, like, yeah, there was, like, fi- only, like, 15 years where South Africa was, like, a decent country, but, like, just, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know, genocide in South Africa, and what was the other genocide? Rak- not not Rakanda, but, uh, Rwanda. Was Rwanda, was that, uh, was that a genocide, or? Yeah, yeah, genocide between the Tutsis and the, the Shootsies and the Hoodoos. Something not far off from what you said. Not Shiites. That's that's Muslims. It's, it's the Hoodoos, I thought. Yeah, I think Hoodoos. It's like Christians versus is uh, Arabs, basically. Yeah. Well, it was, it was like uh, I don't know. Was Belgium was in like Rwanda, Congo? and they they created two different social classes of like. They made they made like Rwanda believe that there were two different um, uh, ethnicities, and they like they really like engraved that to like give power to an upper class that ruled over the lower class, and they made the like the upper class believe that the lower class was inferior to them, and it led to mass genocide of like six million people. Well, that's yeah. Also, no, you're right. That happened yeah. in a short, like, not even a lifetime. It happened, like, 50 years. Well, and then South Africa right now, there's actual, like, you know how South Africa is, like, diverse with uh, with race. Like, there's, there's, there's... White people, like, Indians. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, a lot of white farmers out there right now, a lot of the white people own the farmland because of history. Like, that's actually what occurred because that's where the wealth is at. Yeah. So... Now what's happening are a lot of the black South Africans, there's this one guy, I forget his name, who's like riling up people. And they're actually going and raping and pillaging these white farms and killing people. Like there, I think there's like 17 white farmers killed there. It's completely like race oriented because of the past of what happened during like missionary times and like shit like that. Yeah. Like, dude, that was the past. That None of these people are at fault here. They're just trying to make food for the country, you know, they're, they're farming right now. But yeah, same shit happens there. Too. That's yeah. what happened Are in Rhodesia. on stolen land is like the, is the question, like, is it a group of people taking back their 
their ancestors' land, or what, like where do you uh? Right, like what is the line? I guess like where does yeah, that... where's the line? Yeah, it's all god damn it. Life's all about just fucking lines, and you never know where to draw. I think uh, I mean if you're going to be raping and murdering, is there ever an excuse for that? I I don't I don't know so much about the rape, but that just comes with war, rape and murder. That goes goes hand in hand with war. Yeah, like that's just human, it's an human undeclared nature. war. So basically, what you're saying though is there's an undeclared war in South Africa. If this is going on, like I've I've heard of the white white farmers, like uh, uh, like not upright or the uprise against the white farmers. I've heard of that. I haven't heard of like raping and pillaging. I I don't know how much of, of that's going on, but oh yeah, South Africa has like a really low uh, amount of like murders they solve. Like somewhere yeah. ten percent of murders go solved. Yeah, it's one out of ten. Yeah, which is crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy just how like if you just have a vacuum and you just have some crazy like, and there it always seems like the craziest ideologies are just born in these these vacuums of just small little pockets, and they just kind of like just take one little spark, and then it can spread like wildfire. And next thing you know, you have a mass genocide on your hands. Yeah. And viral videos. That's why I think the best the best population is a well armed, well educated one. I can get down with that. I can get down with that too, but uh, yeah, power to the people. Education's kind of scary sometimes. That's why I always hate when people say like, "Oh, like the district, just the unproportional distribution of wealth in America is startling and stuff." But like. What I like to say is, like, what, you rather have that money be in the government's hands? Like, I kind of like the idea of, like, really powerful individuals, like, and very wealthy citizens. Like, that doesn't really bother me that much. Also, compared to a lot of other places, the distribution of wealth, like, other, there are outliers, but it's not, like, the mass majority. The distribution of wealth is mostly middle class, which is far more wealthy than a lot of other countries. And yeah. The- to go in and out of classes usually the most wealthy people are old because they've worked a lot so therefore they're going to make more money so like yeah that ends just you can work more and more and gain classes you go up classes it's not restrictive that's i mean that's the way that i see it at least could be yeah i definitely think like you shouldn't there shouldn't ever be like a cap on the amount of money you can make but I think there should be a cap on the amount of money that you can donate towards political contributions. Yes. Yeah. No doubt. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I mean, I think a lot of people forget that people are also charitable. So, like, donating to or giving money to government doesn't necessarily go anywhere good. But giving money to the people is good, and people would do that. And it's generally used a lot more efficiently. Oh, a lot more efficient. If you denote it to donate it to a specific cause, they're actually mostly going to utilize it in the best way possible. If you donate it to the government in some way, shape, or form, you don't know where that money's going. I mean, that's just how, like, taxation works. Like, yeah, you need taxes. Like, don't get yeah. it wrong. That's needed. I'm not saying that, like, it should be, like, anarchy where we don't need taxes in some form of structure within that. Yeah. You, you need a government, but, like, 
and yeah. just just it, inherently through nature, all governments just destined to be run unefficiently. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no way to run a government efficiently. Yeah, I, I didn't mean to like say that as in we don't need that. I'm just saying that people are charitable, so some things maybe should be pushed off what is being taxed, and maybe should be pushed to charity so that some people that do feel charitable could do that. Obviously, that brings some free rider problems and all that stuff, but I mean, that's one of those weird lines as well. It's a real political episode. Yeah, we got into some shit. That's boring. Yeah. It's so good. It's good to talk about sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but I'm glad we're all just kind of a little bit angry. I wouldn't say I'm angry. I'm just very, very suspicious. Almost to the point you could even say I'm skeptical. Definitely healthy to be a skeptic. I just Because oh, you don't believe that the government wants everything good for you and just wants to make sure that you're happy well, and no it's because i know what government like they it, it to to have government run efficiently they can't look at you as a person they have to look at you as numbers numbers and dollar signs right you know and like i'm okay with that is that that's how government is pretty much like run like a business they see you as like a uh as a number and how far how long you can work in their economy to produce goods and help the gdp and like uh they take everything into consideration like you know your your age race health mm-hmm. and they try to uh they try to uh stop you from you know drinking and smoking and all these other things because they want a good working class yeah and that's something i need to i want to learn more about is the sort of economics of it i actually just ordered a book from uh Shit, what's his name? This is gonna piss me off. Uh, I can't I'm reading a book about the Fed right now. What's it, what is it about? I mean other than about the Fed. Fed. But like who's it by? I haven't really I haven't really read it because Oh, Thomas Sowell. I'm reading a book by. Oh, well, yeah, it's just called The Fed by this dude named Martin Meyer. And it's something I just want to learn about because the Fed is the most powerful financial institution this world has ever seen. And it's probably one of the most mysterious financial institutions the world has ever seen as well. Like, you got to be well-connected and well-educated to understand what the Fed does. And I'm trying to just scratch the surface. Mm Mm-hmm. Because the Fed pretty much controls the world's economy. Yeah. I'm, Federal uh, Reserve? I'm trying to learn more about that shit. So this Thomas Sowell guy, he was like a... He's an American economist and like a social theorist and all that stuff. And seems like a pretty badass guy. He kind of gives you like a different point of view, like a skeptic's point of view, some might say, about a lot of like social ideas and the way that things are constructed constructed socially you know he's like 90 years old right now but this is like still pretty prominent today which i think is cool once i get it all read and let you know if it's good because books are pretty chill 
Book section. Knowledge is power. <laughs> Knowledge is power. Well, I just think it's kind of cool that we're all growing up and we're becoming more valued members of society. Like, it's kind of like we're coming to that age where it's like, yo, we're the, the group that, like, does stuff in America. Mm-hmm. Instead of just being college students and, like, before that, you didn't really do anything, like, just right. chilled. But now you're just like, hey, I could be, like, a powerful... Or, like, you give more responsibility and power in, like, society. Mm-hmm. You got to – you kind of, like, I don't know about you guys, but I've had this, like, innate reaction of just trying to learn as much as possible. Oh, no doubt. It's been, it's been insane. It's almost been overwhelming at points, but – Yeah, I've, like, learned more in this, like, last year being out of college than probably the four years of being in college combined. Yeah, I'd agree. And the thing is, is I could have learned – just to, like learn the same things in college if I just wasn't like distracted with like the classes and just the social aspect of college. I mean, there's different ideas of intelligence that are learned. I think I really think universities give you a wrong idea of what's necessary to know, but they do, I think, teach you how to learn and how to be intelligent, even though they might give you false intelligence. And a lot. Yeah, I agree with that. Like, a good base of knowledge, too, like, to build off of. Like, um, I don't think I could step out of high school and be in the same position that I am now. Got it. Yeah. It's interesting that I was thinking about, though, with where I'm working right now. um, The majority of the people that are working what I'm doing right now um, are either went to trade school or uh, didn't go to college. And the ability in this business to make it to like a managerial position and then an office position, if you're like kind of one of those go-getter personalities and actually work really hard. I mean, I know one person in the office who makes like the fifth most in the company started out as a shipping guy, which is just packing boxes. And he's pretty young still. He's only 45, probably. And he just, like, it's kind of interesting to see. Like, you know, a lot of people think, oh, all you need is a college degree, and you're going to get somewhere, which isn't true anymore. Oh. But there are, these, there are these businesses, like the one I'm working at, where there are these people who start low, like high school graduate, but then work until they're 40 to, hard enough to the point where they could be the fifth highest paid person, like one of the top managerial positions. But then it does kind of show difference because me working there, people are, I mean, I sound like I'm tooting my own horn or anything, but like what I've just heard from people like all across the board is, hey, you're doing really well and learning like extremely fast, like a lot faster than anyone else would have. And that might be because I learned from college how to learn. I think that's like basically the only point of it now. Is to I think I, can't. I think that is, in that instance you're just more motivated than than your your peers. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I know that. I, yeah, it's hard to say because there are some. It's people probably that, a combination of both, of where like you gain the skill of being able to learn quickly, but also I, I would I would lean towards you're probably just more motivated than yeah than those other two. I don't know. I don't even think I am very motivated. I don't know. I'm just thinking like my ability to learn from 
graduating high school to my ability to learn and just understand things. Maybe it's just age, too. It's kind of hard to say because I'm only basing this off myself. But True. It's, uh, it's definitely changed. That's cool. You're doing great. You're doing great, Kevin. No, I don't know. I just think that's interesting. Like, you don't, like, that's something that you don't, like, think about or learn a lot is that there are people that could just be extremely wealthy and not go to school. Oh, dude, the, one of the top executives for Frito, uh, Frito Lay's company started off as a uh, janitor in the Cheetos factory. It was a, it was a uh, migrant immigrant worker. I'm pretty sure it was illegal from Mexico. And he just, uh, he came up with a nice little uh, seasoning that was a little spicier to throw on Cheetos. Yeah. And then uh, someone like saw him, like, hey, what's that seasoning you're putting on your Cheetos? He's like, oh, something I came up with. And then he's like, oh, I got someone you should meet. So he had the, a meeting, like a pitch meeting with like the VP of Frito-Lay. And he was like, hey, we could call these hot Cheetos. And he's like, you're a genius. Here's, uh, here's a top executive job. That's true. That sounds like a lot of luck, though, too. I don't know if like you... I mean, if it was just his own concoction that he made just for his own enjoyment. I'm oh. about hard work. That like, how, how good is he at crunching the numbers and really just, like, making sure everything's being managed correctly? Yeah, like, if he just made a flavor. <laughs> well, there's more going into that. He was. It wasn't just the fact that he was, like, you know, I, I stole that pretty pretty short. But, like, it wasn't the fact that he just create, created the seasoning. He was like, oh, yeah, let's give you his job, like... He was so impressed by the way he presented himself in the pitch meeting. Okay. Like, yeah. So it wasn't just because of the season, but that's how he got his in and stuff. And like, like you said, it is lucky, but that's just kind of like how life works. Like, right. And a lot right. of it's just, it's just like pretty much like it can be boiled down to about like 15 to 20% hard work. And then the rest is just timing and luck. You know, like if you, like, the reason, like, Trump was so successful in New York is because in the early 80s, New York was going through such a large financial crisis. The money didn't, like, the, the uh, I'm pretty sure New York filed for bankruptcy in, like, 1983 or something. And then, like, Trump always says, like, one of his most famous quotes, he's like, never lay to waste a good crisis. He's like, always take advantage of a good crisis. He came in, bought the... Hyatt Hotel or something, and then that was his first major success in New York, and then he ended up going off and fucking porn stars and Playboy bunnies and fucking porn stars, Playboy bunnies, getting th- married three times, and then becoming president of the United States. Fucking American dream, right there. Yeah, that's interesting. And yeah, it was just luck and timing that he was just in that in that position and took advantage of it. Luck, timing, intelligence, and magnets. That's all life comes down to. Attractive force. Yep. Looking towards uh I'm trying to think of like a good fable. Kevin, I'm in a little trouble hearing you. Sorry, I was I had my mic away for me. Fine. I'm trying to say, anyways, so it's okay. Well, tits and ass too. Yeah. And milk. Milk. Don't get milk. Okay. I, 
Saman puolesta ei ole kaikkea vielä. All right, milk on three. One, two, three, milk. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just milk, milk and 500 rounds of ammo. I'm terrified. Well, I bought that because I got a really good deal on it. Yeah, yeah. It was 27 cents a round. Yeah. I got this cool safe in my room. And all I want to do is just buy a Glock and put it in. Yeah, having a gun's cool. It's just a safe in a wall, and it looks like it's 80 years old. Safe. It's like the old dial ones where there's two dials, though. And, uh, yeah, that'd be cool. And also just buy a few gold coins and have, like, a Glock on top of gold coins and maybe, like, a stack of hundreds. Kevin, I have been buying silver, and I keep an AR-15 under my bed. I'm basically living your dream. <laughs> basically. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I want. Guns are pretty cheap. Yeah. I'm on board. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's, let's end this. Yeah. Let's, let's do, let's do the... Final thoughts. I'll go. Um, this was fun. It's a good time. Some scary things happened. Some very good logical sound debates, which are always fun to uh, uh, talk about. We're all, I wouldn't say we're like-minded. Um, I would just say we're not very polarizing in our views. We're very pretty towards... I would say we all kind of lean in a certain direction, and I don't not not gonna say which one. I'm pretty sure it's kind of obvious, but like we're very also like you know just like magnets, like we're also kind of drawn to uh, be more in the middle for most of our arguments. So we never really we don't we don't really have polarizing views, and we kind of take a step at it logically, and uh, we have some good historical knowledge, and we're all slowly slowly getting uh, more. In- intelligent based on you know what you consider intelligence um (laughs) day by day which is always good to see because like just think about you know this is our first year out of college and we're taking steps to uh better ourselves and became become more knowledgeable um just imagine what like if we stay on this path like what will will, what will be and what we'll know in like 10 years it's kind of cool thought yeah it's always about a getting yourself to the next level, you know, you gotta always, uh, like, um, like Chris Farley and his motivational speaking thing. And that's the same exact thing. Yeah. You always just gotta yeah, keep pursuing and keep going better and better. Yeah. That's uh, all I got. That was my final thoughts thinking of this. And I do, uh, even though this podcast was a little different than normal, I don't think we had a lot to work with at the beginning because no one really tried. But I'm trying to get pretty good because the stuff's on my mind a lot because I listen to a shit ton of podcasts and sometimes they're slightly political. But it's good to expand the brain. That's all. Listen to new ideas. Don't smash them with your boot on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Always be open to talk, discussion. Always allow, never, never try to silence someone. Yeah, you shouldn't do that. Never. Even if they have like insane ideology or like worldview, let them speak and then like 
disagree with him. Disagree with him respectfully because it actually makes you look better. Yeah, Even that's what I've always had this thought. Like, I kind of think, like, uh, at, to, to a certain extent, this is, uh, it, it, in theory, I think it would work, but, like, it just, it just, I kind of see why people don't want it, but, like, I, sometimes I think, like, hate speech should be legal in a sense, or there shouldn't be laws against speech, uh, like hate speech, because um, if you if you outlaw, like, hate speech, then you give it the chance to kind of build in the darkness, you know? But, like, the second you shine light on it and you give someone the opportunity to um, come forward and say their hate speech, then you give society the chance to kind of fight back against them and you, you shine a light on them and you know where this hateful speech is coming from. So you know you know your you know your villain as a society. You know the enemy against society and societal views. So so you can have a better chance of uh, defeating it. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. Get back in, but that's but also like in theory that works. But like also, you know, it, it kind of just feels like a nice thing to say, but very unpractical. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because it would be like, all right, America, like the alt right, come forward and show us, show us who's a Nazi, and then like us as a society, take them, take them on in nice form, uh, intelligent, logical debate. Yeah, and then I think that's a better way than allowing like, because uh, the second you start outlawing it and you tell people to shut up, it just kind of spreads gasoline on a on a fire, or you you give them a. You give them fuel of persecution that they can use to fuel their ideologies and be like, look, they're they're so afraid of our ideologies and they want to silence us. I so we need to band together and grow stronger. I actually have like a – I don't know if you guys want to get back into this like briefly, but I actually have a pretty legitimate like reason why hate speech doesn't work. And it has to do with the whole idea of – like this is, a, this is kind of like a hot take, but it's real. This is actually happening. Okay, so, so like, why why banning hate speech doesn't work, or hate speech in general doesn't work? Why banning hate, making hate speech illegal doesn't work? Yeah. Okay. So like, what I was just kind of you're just briefing on. Yeah. Yeah. Go. Work is I know a lot of people that have been against. There are some people in this world. I don't know what your beliefs are, but I think it's completely fucked up. Um, there are some people that think it's okay to make your children transition at a young age to a different gender. Um, I think that is child abuse, personally. I think that's 100% child abuse. I think it's hateful to the child. I think it's hate speech to talk about me being transphobic because I don't think that a three-year-old should go from male to female. But that is, there are a lot of people on this planet that think that it's transphobic of me to say that, so I am being hateful. I think I have a pretty solid grasp of reality and knowing that children don't really have any sort of, they haven't hit puberty yet. They don't really have any sort of sexuality. So where, so I think it's hateful to do that, but they think it's hateful of me to think that. So that's why hate speech doesn't actually work because who, like who says what is hate speech? Am I put in jail because I said something hateful and I'm transphobic, even though I'm not, I'm not transphobic. If you're an adult, do whatever you want. That's where it differs. But if you're a three-year-old, I don't think that's right. I think that's child abuse. I think that's manipulating hormones. And I think that will psychologically fuck up a child. 
I wouldn't do it to a kid who's under 16. Give him hormones. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And But there are a very large amount of people on this planet that think that if we have that ideology, it's hateful. It's just a loud minority. Just a really loud minority. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think that's a large amount of people, but I do understand where you're coming from. And yeah, it's kind of like... No, it's super uh, fucked up. But if no, I'm saying that. How does society define hate speech? Is like the question, and it's very tough because you know, if, if there's that different. Is different people get like offended from different things and feel attacked against different things and stuff like that. And um, out of silen- silencing speech to extent does more harm than it does good. But just allowing free speech does more harm than it does good. You got to find that middle ground and. That's why I just keep on getting angrier and angrier at life because you just never have these defined answers. You just have this gray area. I was just always under the impression that speech was all right as long as it didn't incite violence. Yes, I think that's it. Because speech, yeah, speech is fine as long as you're not telling someone to hurt it, another individual because of values. Yeah, I agree with that. But like, when does when do you draw the line of like when does it stop leading to like like violence and stuff? Because you could even say something as, uh, on the surface, harmless as like a, a gay joke or something, but like that gay joke can lead to uh, like a transformation and uh, uh, kind of lead to um, marginalizing like the the gay population. It could lead to someone thinking that um, being gay is like uh, immoral and unnatural and. Um, lead to that one dude that shot up that gay nightclub in Florida. So like you got to, you got to find the line. Like when does, when does like, uh, ensuing violence from language start, you know, is it just like, Hey, let's go kill these fags or something. Or does it start with that joke, you know, cause that joke leads to that statement in some, or it, it possibly could through like, you know, the butterfly effect or right. just uh, through or this joke, then they take it for real. And, bring it the wrong direction and actually or they just take it in and, and then it just kind of leads and it just keeps on progressing more and more and more until the point where it it does well, do, not not butterfly domino effects where you I, just touch little dominoes like oh that was harmless the next thing you know like a 50 pound domino is falling like but 20 feet from you and you're just like oh shit like when did when did when did the uh when did the uh joke become that or did it actually become that or there's, where's the line in that? Where does where does that line of where speech leads to violence? The person yeah. didn't commit the act. The hate speech could be like, "Hey, I'm gonna fuck you up because of this, because of whatever you are." Yeah, but it kind of goes back to what I was talking about in uh, uh, Nazi Germany, where like anti-Semitic views came from. It's like those those like. That's like, uh, do those anti-Semitic views just come from like someone made some Jew jokes or something or like, and then it just kind of spread like a wildfire. And then, um, those jokes became more real and real and real until it became like a universal form of, uh, like anti-Semitic ideology that led to a mass genocide. That's actually like pretty real though, because after world war one, Germany was basically bankrupt and who controlled a lot of the money. Yeah. Well, also, like on this on this journey of figuring out where anti-Semitic views came from, I learned a lot about the Jewish face, and like, like I learned where like the anti-Semitic views came from, and it's like, oh, okay, 
Because, like, the... It's an interesting religion. It's probably the most influential thing the world has ever... It, I think because it was the birth of monotheism. Like, it was, um, it, I think the, the creation of Jude... Like, the Jewish religion kind of started modern civilization um, in a sense. But then, like, the idea of uh, the nation of Israel and the Jewish faith, like... It's kind of like, it's written in the Old Testament. It's like, you will spread throughout the nations. But like, so like, it's it's weird. It's like, is the Jewish faith just a faith? Or is it like still nationality? Because that's what it started as. And like, so like, is there like, um, is the Jewish faith like interconnected, even though it's not a one big nation? But like, do they all like, is it just like a global nation where it's like a, a select few within like, countries are still like the nation of israel is like kind of it's kind of like a big point of the anti-semitic views most western jews are not actually like jewish technically they're all from like the caucasus the ashkenazi jews uh converted to judaism they're a bunch of like caucasian people and they ended up their kingdom got sacked and they got sent through the rest of uh europe yeah but I was just saying, like, that's where uh, the idea of anti-Semiticism, like, really gets its core, especially in, like, Europe and Germany, was because that's what, like, the Jewish faith was kind of, as it was a nationality, and if they see you, like, worshipping Judaism, they see you as not part of their country, and you're part of the country of uh, Judaism or Israel. And there's like oh like if you if you if you're Jewish you're not a German you're like you're you're like a uh, like an immigrant or like a Jewish refugee living in Germany that's not part of our uh, part of our uh, country you're part of the country of Israel that's trying to benefit Israel and uh, the Jewish like nation yeah I was like the like the like that's where it stemmed from and then it just fucking exploded. Yeah, I don't know where that line would be drawn, though. I was talking about. Yeah, but like, yeah, going back to like the root arguments, like where do where do you draw the line of where like does hate speech transition into violence? Like, yeah, my personal beliefs on it, but it's just like, yeah, a lot of people would have different. I I don't think you can just say it's like, oh, because you said like, hey, let's go get these fags or something like that's where the the hate speech turned into violence, so to say. Like, it, it came before then. And, like, do we need to silence that to stop it from leading to there? Or, I mean, this kind of... No. It just kind of gets lost. It just gets lost in the weeds is the thing. And I think each case is, like, uh, you know, and very individual. And, um, yeah, world is, the world's a bitch. The least government intervention is possible where things like that kid from Britain could happen, you know? Yeah. Like, where or Count Dankula, you know? Like, if the government's involved and they have a say in it legally... And if it becomes law, then the law will win. You know, that's what's hard about it. Yeah. Fuck, we got after it in this one. Yeah, we're just angry. I'm an angry guy. I'm not. I don't. I'm not angry about anything. I'm just like. Yeah, I actually have an issue with coming off as angry because when topics that like. 
not like emotional, but like when I have emotion within a topic, I don't know if you guys notice, I don't know if this is real, but I've been told that this is a thing that I do. I tend to like talk really like sternly and have like, uh, and like articulate or not articulate because I mumble and stumble a lot, but I tend to like not raise my voice, but kind of talk with a more stern manner. And oh, I, think, I do the same thing. Yeah. Like I'll get like, Hey, no, like this is what I think, but I'm not actually angry. I'm actually just like involved or like inspired by the conversation and it makes me like have a, a more like upwards emotion of being like it might sound angry but i'm actually not you know yeah for me i think we're like i'm so not polarizing politically is because i try to get to the base of most issues like to uh almost anal like very um excessive like i think i just like go really excessive into like the base of like core problems instead of like looking at like uh it as like a like a as uh just like one thing i try to figure out what led to that instead of just tackling one thing but like i don't get angry from it because i think i can have a a pretty logical argument with anyone with any political view mm. And like literally express like what I'm uh, like what my like viewpoint is and stuff. And if anyone tries to silence me, I'll just call him a Nazi. <laughs> yeah, what, dude. The, the left like the left just thinks that like being a Nazi is about being racist and like just hating a race of people. It's like no, like the core of being a Nazi is just telling people to shut up and like I'm I don't want to hear you talk. Like you you have no right to talk. You're stupid you're hateful, like, you saying that someone else is so hateful that they can't talk, like, in turn, like, you're, uh, you're being more Nazi than, like, the Nazis, in, in a sense. They called Tanya you know, they, Nazi. Some, this minority of people who has, like, a lot of power would, because of the internet, uh, they called Kanye a Nazi, which kind of yeah. doesn't make sense, because... Which... A lot and of people, kind of makes them a Nazi. Like, yeah, a lot of people on the right are right now embracing Kanye, and that kind of disproves like the idea of racism. But then the people on the left are right now calling Kanye Nazi. So they're like, and then they're, I don't know, like they're bringing race into the issue again, which doesn't really make sense because it's kind of hypocritical. You know, it's like who's actually like bringing an identity into this argument. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Shit's whack. Everything's whack. Everything's whack. But that all we got to do is just arm ourselves with the scimitar of wit and the shield of knowledge and march <laughs> forward. Yeah. The armor of truth. And the, the marlets of no feet. Of no feet. <laughs> Uh, on our on that symbolize our ever longing quest to better ourselves mm -hmm. and get some ass along the way. Hey, oh, <laughs> back to where we started. <laughs> Bunch of guys who wanted to get some ass. <laughs> circular. It's all history is all circular, Mike. <laughs> oh, it's glorious. <laughs> <laughs> We've been on our podcast game the last two weeks. Well, we connected dots a lot. <laughs> Dude, he's positive been killing it at the, in the last like fifteen minutes. Uh, hey, that's that's free speech. That's talking. You know, bring you it should, all together. 
Yep, bring it all together. <sighs> well, I think I'm going to go read some of the gulag. <laughs> oh, I was about to look up some stuff online. Um, I'll skip my final thoughts real quick because that was a really long final thoughts from you too. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, kind of led. Yeah, it kind of was led. No, 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 that was good. That needed to happen. Um, I don't really have much. I guess I'm fine. Is all I just want to tell everyone is that I'm definitely fine. I'm definitely fine. I'm fine. <sighs> but that's it. Yeah, um, definitely doing all right. Not angry. And there you have it. We're all fine. We're all fine, I swear. Definitely fine. All right, I'm going to cut it right there. All right, let's, let's just leave. <laughs>